Well, friends, it only tends to happen once a year, but 2023 is kicking things off with a bang. I'm sick. I got a bad cold. The weather here in Colorado has been absolutely crazy, and wild changes in barometric pressure and temperature tend to hit me pretty hard. But it'll take more than uncontrollable chills, painful sneezes, and disgusting coughs to keep me from giving you a weekly episode of Space Castle. But this is going to be a short episode because I've edited like six of those disgusting coughs already up to this point. <laughs> Welcome back to Space Castle, it's your clubhouse for all things nerdy. My name is DT, and no, I don't have COVID. I took a test, I'm a responsible adult, but I am sick with a lovely cold, and like most grown men, I am an absolute fucking baby when I get sick. I seek out any and all comforts I can to survive these periods of near death, and one such comfort are what I consider comfort video games. So that's what we're going to talk about this week, and I'm going to do my best to edit out every sniffle, cough, groan, and whine for a merciful death to save your well-respected ears, dear friends. Let's get to it. The first of my four comfort video games needs no introduction. But here's an introduction anyway. It was developed by Square in 1993 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, and was the sequel to a game that was weirdly titled as a Final Fantasy game, yet the sequel was the first to be renamed as a new franchise. It's the story of a young boy, a snooty princess, a dwarf, and their miniature dragon. I'm talking, of course, about The Secret of Mana. Produced by Hiromichi Tanaka and directed by Koichi Ishii, The Secret of Mana closely resembles a lot of RPGs on the Super Nintendo, Bright, 16-bit graphics arranged in a top-down perspective, with lots of dope music, a few minor English translation issues, <laughs> and some absolutely dope music. The music was fucking dope. Did I mention that? But what sets Secret of Mana apart, and why I immediately fell in love with it, is the real-time combat system, which played more akin to like Legend of Zelda than Final Fantasy games of the time. You see, friends, I got really good grades as a kid, but I was pretty fucking dumb, and I thought turn-based RPGs were boring. It wasn't really until Final Fantasy VII where I really learned to appreciate them. I was impatient, and I needed that instant gratification that came from immediately swinging a sword at a cute little forest creature without having to wait my turn. Secret of Mana was my go-to, staying home from school and playing a Super Nintendo in-bed game as soon as The Price is Right was over. I was engrossed in this wonderfully colorful world with music that touched me in ways I wasn't mature enough yet to understand. Seriously, go back and listen to the theme when Randy gets excommunicated from his town. It's, it's fucked up. It's heartbreaking. And the characters were fun and exciting too. The sense of adventure, exploration, and shockingly hard bosses kept me entertained until around 3pm when I knew I was no longer in danger of being sent off to school and I would raid the fridge for a sandwich and some Gatorade. <laughs> Next up is also a series that needs no introduction. So here's another introduction. Directed by Tim and Chris Stamper, programmed ingeniously by Chris Sutherland, and entirely put together by those mad lads at Rare for the Super Nintendo, the Donkey Kong Country franchise kicked off in 1994. Now, this series holds a special place in many people's hearts, but mine especially. I am declaring that my love for Donkey Kong Country is greater than anyone's. That's right. Why? Because Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, helped me through one of the most difficult times in my life. When I was 11 years old, I was told I was going to get braces. Actually, it came as no surprise because I had like the most gnarliest fucking buck teeth you've ever seen. But along with that news came the notion that I was going to need my budding wisdom teeth yanked out before the braces could go on. That fucking sucked. If you've never had your wisdom teeth removed, don't do it. It's painful as shit, and it stays painful for a long time. Frankly, having them removed is one of the most unwisdom things you can fucking do. 
That's actually not true. It's actually really beneficial in the long run, but it still fucking sucked. So fast forward to the big day. I got to miss school so I could sit in fear in my bedroom for a few hours of what was to come. And they didn't even knock my ass out to do this. The heinous Eli Roth villain that was my dentist at the time. I was fully awake, though largely numb, but I still felt every single twist of what I'm sure were pliers that the dentist had picked up from Home Depot that morning. The good news was, my mom and I had made an agreement that if I got through it like a fucking champ, like there was any goddamn doubt, we would stop by Blockbuster on the way home and I could pick out a game to play all weekend while I writhed in pain. Also, that I could eat a bunch of soup and pudding all weekend. That game that I chose was Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Kong Quest. Now, we owned the original Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo, and I had tore the shit out of it, but Donkey Kong Country 2 had just come out, and I had already set my sights on it before we even entered the dentist's office. Images of a whole new world to explore in that super rad 3D art style, filled with that fucking awesome music by David Wise, and a new character that could fucking glide, got me through that hellish torture. And it was worth it. Two glorious days of kicking Donkey Kong Country 2's ass while being weighted on handed foot and eating all the chocolate pudding a young fat kid could handle was pretty damn great. And before we get to the second half of my comfort games list, Goldblum, the Space Castle's onboard AI, is telling me that... Wait, what? That I should take a break, drink some water, have a hearty snack, and catch my breath. Wait, what? Goblum, are you taking pity on me? I don't know whether to be offended or comforted. At any rate, let's check out some messages from some excellent indie podcasts and finish strong in the second half. Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. And we give you the Fuck My Work Life podcast. The weekly podcast where we read your workplace stories to you. Hilarious mishaps. I lost my balance and grabbed the only thing I could to steady myself. I grabbed a teetering stack of about eight sheets of drywall. I hit all of my knees and elbows on the way down. <laughs> all, all of them. Of them. <laughs> Workplace shenanigans. Carl and Ted had super glued all Bob's pencils and pens to his desk. Full disclosure, I smoked a lot of weed at that time. <laughs> Awkward encounters. As he's wandering around the party girl section exactly. of a clothing store. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FMWLPOD. That's FMWLPOD. Email your stories to FMWLPOD at gmail.com. That's FMWLPOD at gmail.com. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jesse, And we're the host of See You Next Tuesday podcast. True crime podcast where we talk about the crimes against family members. Because let's be real, the ultimate See You Next Tuesdays in the world are the ones who commit crimes against family members. 100%. Right now we are covering a tough one, moms. But don't worry, we don't discuss the terrible crimes and leave you depressed. Before we go, we tell you about our star mom of the week that we think is killing it in motherhood. Give us a listen on most podcast platforms, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. As always, we will see you next Tuesday. And we're back. I've just dosed myself with NyQuil, so let's see if I can get through these last two games on my comfort list before it kicks in and this turns into a fear and loathing in Las Vegas audio drama. Next up is a game that I've talked about many times on Space Castle already, and it needs no introduction. 
So here's me introducing game number three. A reimagining and reinvigoration of a classic franchise of both the NES and SNES, this fucking gem of a game came out in January of 1994 in the United States and was released by Capcom. It's motherfucking Mega Man X. And not only is it one of my most beloved comfort games, it's also probably a top five, if not a top three game of all time for me ever. It is the story of an experimental robot named X, created by Dr. Thomas Light, who did so instilling X with free will. This was deemed radical and dangerous at the time, you know, the mythical year of 21XX, and X was sealed away for a century. An archaeologist named Dr. Kane discovers X and, like a fucking dumbass, decides he's going to try and replicate X's free will, and he accidentally creates a new series of robots that quickly turn evil and start attacking humans. X, instilled with a sense of duty and responsibility for humankind, he sets off to stop the evil robots named Mavericks, a slight change from the robot masters in the original iteration of the franchise, including their leader, Sigma which is one of the dopest but also hardest fucking final bosses ever, and he has like two phases, and it, it sucks. But it's so much fun too. What ensues is an absolutely awesome side-scrolling platforming romp with some of the smoothest fucking animations of the Super Nintendo era, classic Mega Man-style gameplay on steroids, super great music, and some of the best boss fights of any Mega Man game to date. I continuously revisit Mega Man X to this day when I'm feeling nostalgic, when I'm feeling a little down, when I'm feeling under the weather, like I am right now, or when I just want to be taken back to 1994 when all I had to worry about was talking my parents into taking us out for Mexican food, and whether I was going to go stay over at my best friend's house for the weekend or if he was going to come stay at our place. Mega Man X is a bright, colorful, energetic game that you can probably beat in a couple of hours, including getting all of the hearts, the subtanks, and even the elusive Hadouken move. It is not a prank. It is a real thing, and you can do it. YouTube it. It's excellent. Mega Man X is a wonderful game that still holds up to this day, and it probably always will. And finally, ending my list of comforty video games is Animal Crossing. You were expecting an introduction, I know. Tough shit. Life doesn't always happen the way you want. And Animal Crossing is a perfect example of this. Lured into a perfect, blissful life and a new housing development with a chance to build your own home, grow and harvest orchards to make a living, fish and craft furniture to your heart's content, you quickly realize that you've been swindled into indentured servitude by a sadistic raccoon named Tom who wants to exploit your stupidity and keep you in debt forever. Okay, so actually that is all kind of true, but what ensues is a wonderfully immersive, good-hearted, genuinely fun and addicting series that Nintendo kicked off in 2001 for the Nintendo GameCube. However, I actually didn't jump aboard the franchise until Animal Crossing Wild World for the Nintendo DS in 2005. I absolutely adored my Nintendo DS, and despite Wild World's saccharine graphics and seemingly shallow and cutesy gameplay, I was intrigued. And boy, howdy, fuck, did that game hook me. I have wonderful memories of playing that game every single day for an entire year without fail, often staying up until all hours of the night. Did you know that every Animal Crossing's music changes depending on the time of day, and there's always a hilarious, meandering, sort of like tuba-esque tune for the wee hours of the night and the early morning hours? Because I do. <laughs> the Animal Crossing series is an open-ended sandbox franchise where you're free to do all the things I mentioned before, all while accompanied by anthropomorphic villagers who move into your town and build houses of their own. You can interact with them. You can trade items with them. You can get invited to their homes and invite them to yours. You can write them letters and get a response. And you can even celebrate each other's birthdays. It was super fucking manly for a 22-year-old male to actively look forward to an adult female hippopotamus's birthday. Trust me. The game's world changes with the seasons, it celebrates major holidays, and there's always something fun and new to build, catch, or collect based on the season. And if there's any such way to platinum or 100% an Animal Crossing game, I did it with Wild World. Twice fucking over. That's right. 
I did everything I possibly could in the game, then I reset my town, and I did it all a second time. It is a goddamn wonder that women ever found me attractive. I'm in my late 30s now, and I still get giddy every time a new Animal Crossing game is announced. I played the absolute shit out of New Leaf and New Horizons, and I eagerly await the day that Nintendo announces the next game in the series. And given that New Horizons on the Nintendo Switch is apparently complete in terms of DLC and content, I'm hoping that day comes soon. <coughs> but in the meantime, I have a wonderful NyQuil-soaked fever dream awaiting me as soon as this episode of Space Castle is uploaded. Thank you all so much for watching every week. I just said watching. Jesus Christ, it's starting to kick in. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> every week and hanging out with me. I hope my sexy, scraggly Vin Diesel voice provided you with some rich ASMR while I dragged my ass to this episode. If you've made it this far, I love you. Even if you haven't, I still love you. As always, Space Castle is your clubhouse for all things nerdy. My name is GT, reminding you to take care of each other and be good.